Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this Friday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. How are you? Doing good. This is an early show night for us. I know. It's like not 11 o'clock at night. Yeah, so we might be more chipper and upbeat. I might not screw up as many things. That's while you're drinking, so. So maybe. Maybe I will screw them up. Right. All right. From the Disney Parks blog. In Disneyland, they are going to soon begin the transformation of Mickey's Toontown. That's right. We've talked before about how they are getting the new Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway attraction in Toontown. And uh, as part of that, they're going to transform all of Toontown. And in order to do that, they have to close Toontown beginning uh, March 9th. Wow. So March 8th will be the last day that Toontown is open. It is expected to reopen in early 2023. And while they have it closed, they're going to reimagine uh, the gadget Go Coaster, Goofy's House, and Donald's Boat. We do know that Roger Rabbit's cartoon spin, Mickey's House, and Minnie's House will return uh, when it reopens next year. Okay. Yeah, that um, whole area can definitely use some work. So a reimagining is very welcome, in my opinion. All right. There's a new Plan Disney Pocket Guide. This one is to Disney's Hilton Head Island Resort. That's right. Hilton Head Island Resort is one of Disney's Vacation Club properties, and it is on the coast of South Carolina. Um, we've seen it. We haven't stayed there. We've visited. Uh, it's a nice resort. Uh, and if you want to learn more about it, you can go to the Plan Disney Panel Instagram page and download a copy of the Pocket Guide. Awesome. All right. Um, Also from the Disney Parks blog, they have some information on The Wish and some of the um, sweet treats that are going to be coming to the ship. That's right. Uh, If you've sailed on the dream, we've talked about uh, Vanellope Von Schweetz, which is a bakery slash ice cream shop. And they are putting a very similar uh, location on the Disney Wish. And this is going to be Joyful Sweets, which is inspired by Pixar's movie Inside Out. And it is made to resemble the headquarters, uh, which was the control center inside Riley's mind. Right. So uh, you'll be able to get over 40 flavors of gelato here, uh, as well as cupcakes and other desserts. Right. And we've got some more wish news coming up a little later. Okay. Those treats um, are at a fee. Those are one of those little shops that you you pay for the things Right. That is not included in the cost of your sailing. Correct. It's, It's pretty reasonable, though. All right. Um, we're still on the Disney Parks blog. Um, Disney has announced Story Living by Disney. This is a um, a new residential community that's going to be going in in California. That's right. It is going in in the Palm Springs area. And Storyville, I'm sorry, Story Living by Disney, as Cheryl mentioned, is a residential community. It's going to consist of uh, houses, condos, and apartment-style living. Mm -hmm. It's also going to include a 24-acre crystal lagoon, uh, which will also have a beach uh, that you can purchase a day pass to with water activities. Uh, There will be a shopping district. Uh, So essentially... They're combining, I think, like a Disney Springs and like and, Celebration Florida. And the resort because like the kind of um, pool area lagoon thing that they're talking about, it's not natural. It's no. that like clear blue, almost like a pool type water. Right. So it's very, um, you know, like manufactured. It looks like it would be just like a really large resort. Yep. It's it's interesting. It's a Different concept. I don't know that there's anything quite like this anywhere else. Yeah. So this is uh, Disney's first – well, it's not their first time they've created a community uh, because they did that in Florida with Celebration. Right. Uh, But this is their new master-planned home community. 
Um, they will not be running it or building it. Their involvement will be that their staff members will be running the uh, acti- activities, mm-hmm. uh, as well as, I believe, the Homeowners Association. Okay. Uh, they will be curating programs for wellness and activities. Uh, I'm sure that Imagineering will have, uh, you know, a bit of a hand in designing the that overall would be, look and layout. That's what I would hope. I mean, that's sort of the biggest part of it for me. But it is a, a company called, I believe, DMB Builders uh, that's going to be building it. Uh, some neighborhoods will be for re- ages residents ages fifty five plus, um, so it's uh, it's it's going to be exciting. And this is uh, very close to the Coachella Valley. So if you want to buy a million dollar plus home at Disney and then go check out Coachella, you'll be able to do that. Uh, it is called. It's going to be called Cotino. Okay, uh, is the name of the community. Uh, no word on when they're going to break ground, but this is just the first of what they hope is many locations across the U.S. Okie dokie. Now, we've seen Disney build off-site before. Mm-hmm. We saw them try Disney Quest, yep. which was their theme parks. Yep. They tried to do that off, off property. They built Celebration, which was their town. But they're not owning this one. So even like Celebration that they bought, they 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 set that up. That was a Disney thing, and then they sold it off. Right. Um, so this, they're not even saying that they right. own it. They're just saying, hey, we have a hand in it. We're helping out. But I mean, there's not, not going to be anything for them to have to sell at the end. So the question is, will they be able to make money off of their brand, off of the name? You know, will this draw people to Palm Springs? They have to be making money on it already. You know, this whoever this company is to have gotten Disney's name on it and to have, have it showing up on things like the Disney Parks blog, they have to already have paid Disney a fortune. Okay. Um, this is this is really big news. Um, it's for all the um, Disney resorts, uh, but this we're starting with Disneyland. So we're going to talk about the fact that guests are now able to go maskless indoors as well as outdoors um, at Disneyland. That's right. Um, so that that's exciting. It's funny though because this the headline is guests go maskless indoors, but then the picture says that all guests must wear face covering at all indoor locations. It's, yeah, because oh, some old, old signage. signage remains in place. Um, so unvaccinated guests uh, on the honor system must wear an approved face covering when they're indoors, but all guests can be maskless outdoors. Very exciting. All right. What else have we got here? And that's all the news from California. It is. Um, this is the other big news. I hadn't even heard about it until right before we started the show, but it looks like uh, Disney World has increased their ticket prices. That's right. For the first time, the first major adjustment since March of 2019. Well, they weren't even open half of the other times. I know. Um, tickets, the one to three day tickets have not changed in price. So you're good there. Uh, but a four day ticket used to be $434. To $596, it's now $447 to $596. Um, a six-day ticket was started out at $478 to $645. That's now $496 to $672. Uh, the 10-day started out at $553 to $703. That's now $582 to $752. So the jumps weren't that great. Well, I'm looking. So for like the five-day, assuming you were on the lowest, you know, going at the lowest time, which, I mean, you're not, but um, we're looking at, what, $21-ish? That doesn't seem like a lot, but, you know, the tickets are already so expensive. Times a family of four, you know, it just turned into $84. Right. And those prices were base tickets. So when you start putting on Hoppers and Hopper Plus. Yeah. um, But Disney snuck it in like they uh, usually do. There was no advance warning. People woke up on uh, Thursday and, and saw new pricing. Yeah. Sometimes it gets leaked, I feel like. Sometimes we get a little bit of warning, right. like a day. Yeah. 
Um, masks are now optional for fully vaccinated guests um, in Disney World, as well as for fully vaccinated cast members. Yep. So that uh, that's big news. Uh, the only area you cannot go maskless is in all areas of transportation, as well as first aid centers. I don't really understand that. The first aid centers I get, but the transportation? Right. Like, how is it any different that I'm on a bus versus I'm um, on a... Or on, like, uh, the... Um, what's the Star Wars simulator ride? Rise of the Resistance? Star Tours. Star Tours. I'm on Star Tours. I'm right on top of people. That's no different than being on they a bus. They still might be skipping seats. I don't think they are. <laughs> a prehistoric garden is taking shape for the Epcot uh, Flower and Garden Festival. That's right. Uh, and that is over by Test Track. Um, the horticulture team has started putting big leafy plants in there. Even though the Garden Flower and Garden Festival does not open until March 3rd, uh, they have started work on it already. You have to. You know, these things don't happen overnight. Plants do not grow overnight. That's true. I'm sorry. It starts March 2nd. What else have they uh, got set up already? Well, they're starting to put in some of the topiaries, um, including Peter Pan and Winnie the Pooh. Um, they've done some decorating. Uh, what else have they done? Uh, that's, that's pretty much it. Stuff, stuff has started to sprout. They put TikTok the alligator in. They've, they've added some flowers to some of the, um, some of the beds. So Mm -hmm. yeah, they're, they're getting it ready. They also started the big 50th anniversary bed. Okay. Over by the monorail track. Right. Yeah. We had talked about uh, that. We're what, two weeks, two weeks away from the start of the festival. I can't wait. And like Cheryl said, you know, these flowers don't just pop up overnight. Yeah. It takes some time. They plant them and then it takes, you know, a couple of weeks for them to fill out. But you know what they've removed from Epcot? What? If you go into the Epcot experience, they've taken down the displays for Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind and Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. Okay. Um, which it's I don't fine because well, I mean the Ratatouille one is like already open, so like right. why would you still have that there? But you well, think it's kind of cool to look at the models. I guess you'd think they would have left up Guardians of the Galaxy though. It hasn't opened yet. You would think, right? Yeah. All right. In Hollywood Studios, um, the color has returned to the Sunset Club Couture. They uh, have unveiled it. That's right. The front and left side have been uh, painted blue again. Uh, there is uh, – this is the first of many. It's a base coat, but it will be back to its regular azure color before we know it. Fabulous. All right. Um, the Grand Floridian Resort has um, some DVC properties that they've been working on. Um, those properties are going to be available for uh, purchase or add-on for DVC members starting March 3rd. Now that's where I knew the March 3rd date from. <laughs> uh, so the new villas at the Disney Grand Floridian, uh, they are calling them the Resort Studios. Uh, is a new category of room. They will sleep up to five guests with two queen-size day beds, uh, two queen-size beds and a day bed. Uh, They're also going to have one, two, and three-bedroom villas available. So as Cheryl mentioned, uh, this will be available to DVC guests or, I guess, first-time buyers on March 3rd. And uh, you can enter for a chance to win a stay at the villas at the Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa. You can get a six-day, five-night Disney Vacation Club getaway for the winner and up to three guests. So you can go check that out on uh, the Disney site. That room setup is what I've been waiting for and looking for forever in DVC studio properties. Uh, the only other resort that has two queen beds like that, as opposed to one bed and like a pullout couch or something, is uh, Old Key West. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a nice setup for families. It is. Uh, so. I, I'm not a big fan of the pullout sofa beds. No, they're better now. So when we were at um, Saratoga, thank you. When we were at Saratoga, they had the pull down Murphy bed. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Although the room wasn't huge, right? You know, when it's up, you've got the um, you've got the little couch, and that was nice. But when it was down, it's not a huge room. These um, 
the ones at the uh, thank you. I'm not better today. It doesn't matter that it's early. The ones at the Grand Floridian uh, look a little spa- more spacious. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Um, let's move on to Galactic Star Cruiser news. That's right. If you have special dietary needs, you have to do a consultation on the first day uh, with special dietary or allergy-friendly requests. You have to go to the Crown of Corellia dining room between 1 p.m. and 4 p.m. on the first day uh, and consult with a chef or crew member who is trained in special diets. Uh, and they will take care of you during your meals. Good. Good to know they're taking care of people. That Disney's always very good like that. They, are, they have excellent allergy protocols. You sure do. Um, and if you are uh, booked with an upcoming stay at Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, Disney is sending out a survey to guests to gauge their level of commitment. Among other things. Right. But we, you know, we've mentioned before that uh, it is an immersive role-playing cruise adventure right uh so now disney is asking people would you participate in themed activities will you wear costumes uh you know it's a it's a little it's a little late for this you you've committed to building this two-night adventure and now you're questioning whether people are coming yeah i mean i think it's late for this not that they should have done it before they even built it, but maybe a couple of months ago when you're trying to get your programming set up to know whether you've got you know it's it's gonna be fun Things can go totally wrong, and it's still going to be fun if you've got people who are really into it. Mm-hmm. You know, people who are dressed up, people who are role-playing. Then it's sort of just easy for it to be fun. I feel like there's not a lot of work that has to be done by Disney then to make it really fun. Mm-hmm. But if you have people who are, you know, maybe you've got one person traveling that's, like, into it, and then they've got the rest of the family who are going to be moping around. If you've got a bunch of people who aren't involved, it's going to suck, and they're going to have to do something specifically to make it not suck. Right. Um, so I think that's what they're trying to do here, but I would think that's going to take them longer than when's this thing open? Um, the first of March. Yeah. It's going to take them longer than two weeks to figure out what they're going to do with these people who just right. aren't really interested. Right. Like I had a, a friend ask about the resort and mm-hmm. if it was open and you know, just knowing her, she's not a big Star Wars fan. Right. So she's going because her husband's interest, interested in it. But I never got to tell her that, you know, it, it, it's not like, well, your husband go out, can go off and do his Star Wars thing and you can go to Disney Springs or you can go to, to the Magic Kingdom. Or you can sit by the pool. It's, you can't do any of those things. Yeah, it's not, you know, you're locked into that cruise ship yeah. for two nights. You're, you're locked into a windowless block. A windowless Star Wars cruise. <laughs> All right. Um, speaking of uh, cruises, now we're going to get back to the Wish and some of the new things that are coming to it. That's right. We already spoke about uh, the Joyful Sweets Shop. Uh, I think uh, I mentioned earlier that it's going to have over 40 flavored, oh, nearly 40 flavors of gelato, uh, and they will be doing uh, flavor combinations. They'll also be making fresh made whipped cream, fruit compotes, and sauces. Good. Uh, so that is nice. Um, but they've also given some other entertainment options. Olaf's Royal Picnic is going to be a premium entertainment experience. That means paid. (laughs) Thank you for translating into Disney speak. Uh, This is for families with children ages 3 to 12, and guests will interact with Olaf, Anna, Elsa, and Kristoff, and they will get live performances of songs like Let It Go, Fixer Upper, and In Summer. Um, So during the course of this, uh, the hall will be decked out in summer splendor, uh, children will receive a reversible troll plush, a themed picnic blanket, and a custom Nordic-style mandolin, which they will need to sing Reindeers Are Better Than People, along with Kristoff. <laughs> uh, so that is uh, fun. 
Uh, and they've announced that there will be in- immersive storytelling and interactive shows. Uh, they've announced uh, the first of its kind space called Luna, uh, which is an interactive uh, entertainment hub. It will be, have a two-story LED uh, screen wall, a stage, and a bar. And there will be interactive shows in there. Okay. It's also where on the last night um, you will have the grand finale for the Disney Uncharted Adventure, which is an interactive experiences an interactive experience where guests use their mobile device on adventures on board the ship. Okay. And then you use your phone on that last night to battle against a Disney villain. Oh boy. Um, also coming, and we've mentioned this before, is the Hero Zone, which is a futuristic sports arena where physical activity will blend with imagination. Uh, and show experiences. Uh, families will get to test strength, speed, and stamina during the Increda games. Uh, and this is also where the uh, uh, Baby Jack Jack's Incredible Diaper Dash will now take place, okay. uh, which used to take place in the Grand Hall. Fabulous. So uh, we've got that to look forward to in August. I know. So excited. Yeah. How about some entertainment news? Yes. Let's talk about uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda had a meeting with Bob Chapek, and he's already pitched Encanto as a theme park attraction. Yeah. Well, we'll see how far this gets. (laughs) Let them finish everything that we're supposed to get for the 50th anniversary. I mean, Encanto just came out. You have to wait at least like eight years before they put an attraction for a movie in. How long was it before Frozen Ever After? That's what I'm saying. Opened up. Yeah. Like eight years. Yeah. It's crazy. (laughs) Um, In Star Wars news... Uh, composer John Williams has returned to the Star Wars universe, and uh, he is composing the Obi-Wan Kenobi theme, uh, which debuts on Disney Plus on May 25th. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin Feige has said that Endga- the Endgame was the final of the Avengers movies. Yeah, and this came out during Making of the Eternals, which is uh, the newest episode of Marvel Studios Assembled on Disney Plus. And he mentioned that, uh, you know, they've done 22 films. Uh, and over 10 or 11 years, and uh, that's it. No no more Avengers. People thought that the Avengers would go on in various incarnations. Uh, that's how it is in the comic books. The roster is always changing. Uh, but Kevin Feige says that there will be no new Avengers movies. So even like going back like timeline-wise, obviously sort of like I feel like Endgame was like the end, but they've been doing movies that fit in timeline-wise before that. A couple. Like Black Widow. Right. They're not going to do anything like that anymore? No. Oh, that kind of sucks. Yeah. Okay. It's all about phase four now. All right. We're all, this is all about the multiverse. Okay. Yeah, I guess so. Speaking of the multiverse. Ooh, my favorite of the uh, Disney Plus Marvel shows. Uh, that's right. Season two of Loki uh, has gotten their directors. That's going to be Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead, um, who just directed um, Moon Knight, okay. which debuts later this year. In March, I believe. Sounds good. Um, Also in Disney Plus news, there is a prequel to 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, uh, and uh, filming has begun. So if you like old school Disney movies, um, that is cool. They are filming down in Queensland, Australia. Uh, Shazad Latif will star as Captain Nemo. And um, yeah, that's uh, that's all we know so far. Okay. No other names I've heard of, so I'm not going to (sighs) bother. Uh, it's going to be a 10-episode series. All right. So that'll be cool. Here's something you can talk about. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. I didn't know this was happening. Um, Olivia Rodrigo has a concert film that is coming to Disney Plus next month. It's called um, Driving Home to You. Mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> what else do you want me to say about it? 
All right. Well, uh, she is the breakout star of Disney's High School Musical, the musical, the series, uh, which returns uh, to Disney Plus on March 25th. But her film is a uh, concept film built around her 2021 album, Sour. And this takes audiences on a road trip from Salt Lake City, which is where she began writing her album to Los Angeles. And along the way, you'll get to hear uh, the stories about how she wrote them, sharing her feelings as a young woman navigating a specific time in her life. Uh, and song performances will take place on the route. So uh, you will see songs from the Mojave Airplane Boneyard and Red Rock Canyon State Park. Uh, she will also be joined by Jacob Collier, Blue Da Tiger, and Toa Bird. I don't know who any of those people are. Um, did you know that uh, this is not the first big concert film on Disney Plus? I was reading that. I yeah. did not know that. Yeah, we've gotten Billie Eilish's Happier Than Ever, a love letter to Los Angeles, Beyonce's Black is King, Taylor Swift's Folklore, the Long Pond Studio Session, and how could we forget The Beatles' Get Back, uh, which was a three-episode uh, series. Eight hours. That's a lot of hours. It is. I haven't watched that yet. No. Um, so... I don't know. Hollywood's no Universal Studios Hollywood is a little behind the times here, um, as they are just announcing now that guests are no longer required to wear masks outdoors. Yes, uh, they are, however, still required to wear face coverings while indoors, regardless of vaccination status. All right, get with it, people. I know. Um, so there's a rumor, and it's just a rumor that there might be some escape rooms coming to CityWalk at Universal Orlando. Yeah, this is kind of a good idea. Um, the rumor is that they will be bringing Jurassic World and Back to the Future themed escape rooms to Universal City Walk. That would be fun. I I think that would be that would be a good time. Yeah, yeah. And uh, our final story today is that Port Canaveral uh, officials um, are a little bit unsure about this new CDC program. Mm-hmm. So we know that the conditional sale order expired on January fifteenth. Um, and earlier today, uh, the threat warning level for cruising has been dropped from a level four health notice to a level three. And it just suggests that travelers should be up to date with your vaccinations ahead of cruising. Uh, but those with a severe illness should still avoid cruising. And, and they are making the COVID protocols voluntary uh, by all of the ship lines. Now, it is expected that the industry will adopt their guidelines. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have, uh, they're now recategorizing ships as not highly vaccinated or highly vaccinated. And then there's another one called vaccination standard of excellence. Uh, and this is where 95% on board have had all their required vaccines and every booster available. So the cruise lines have until Friday, which is today, uh, February 18th to determine if they're going to opt into the program. As of right now, there are 110 ships being tracked by the CDC, and 100 of the, 106 of them would be considered highly vaccinated already. And that means that 95% of the crew and passengers have had at least the first full round of vaccinations. Um, so, you know, it's going to be interesting to see who adopts. Yeah, each ship is going to, each um, cruise line is going to do their own thing. Um, I'm hoping that Disney does things like bring brings back popcorn, bring back uh, food in the theaters, yep. um, allows for um, no masks to be worn indoors, uh, allows for photographs with characters. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't know what other kind of protocols they had. I think, you know, maybe not bringing uh, guests together for dining is probably still a good idea if you, right. you know, um, but a lot of the other stuff, I really hope they do away with it. And, and I like the idea of 
um, you know, only allowing the fully vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I suppose they can always add in the, you know, testing, the 72-hour uh, PCR testing right. as an option, uh, as long as they're keeping something like that up. Right. And we've already seen, was it Norwegian that is not doing tests in the port anymore? Right. I mean, it should be like either you're vaccinated or you get your PCR test 72 hours ahead of time. And then that's that. Right. Because having people show up at the port and not knowing if they're going to be able to get on the ship when they get there is, it's horrible. It and is. if you can do away with that, you need to. Yeah. Gives you a lot of spilkus. Yeah. Lots yeah. of spilkus. Yeah. All right. Is that your final thought? Yeah. All right. So uh, have a good weekend, everybody. And until Monday, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast. (laughs) 